Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Mariella Meets. I'm Mariella Frostrup, and each week I'll be bringing you a selection of the best interviews from our favorite guests. Movers and shakers from the worlds of art and entertainment, politics, business, music, and wider society. Maybe you're one of the millions who discovered Camille Cotton, the French actress who played Andrea Martel in the popular lockdown escape series Call My Agent. Since that much-loved show, it's fair to say Camille's been much in demand, starring in Killing Eve and most recently gracing the silver screen in House of Gucci with Lady Gaga and Stillwater alongside Matt Damon. I caught up with her and in our wide-ranging conversation we talked about making that transition to global stardom, her childhood in the UK and her thoughts on whether actors should be able to play any character, being herself a heterosexual woman who rose to fame playing a gay woman in both Call My Agent and Killing Eve. Here she is discussing French agent Andrea Martel. I think she's a very modern feminine character. She's, She's very free uh in the sense of of, of 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 always she's the one who desires and she never put herself as an object of desire so i think this is what what makes her so free and so enjoyable to watch um and also because she's she's, she's also funny she's clever but she she's she's goofy uh, she's always, you know, in control of everything, but she keeps stumbling at the last moment. So, and also she's very, um, she looks really tough, but at the same time, she has a fragility that you discover little by little. Do you think that, um, Andrea, it was also quite aspirational for a lot of women because it feels like she makes her decisions and her choices based entirely on what she wants to do. She feels incredibly unfettered and unrestrained emotionally as well as, you know, in, in, in her professional life. And that, I think, for a lot of women is an, an aspirational state to be in rather than a reality. Yes, I completely agree. I've always, you know, remembered Reese Witherspoon when she was given an award, I don't remember which, and she said... Uh, that she got tired of watching movies where, where you had, for example, a car accident and, and the woman was always on the passenger seat turning to the husband saying, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do now? <laughs> and she said, this is not how women react in case of an accident. <laughs> and, and I think 
I think it tells a lot about Andrea and how she handles the situation and 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 um and 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 there's no question of genre. Uh she's not she's not using because for many years I think in fiction we've had the weapons used by women to uh obtain their goal or to reach their their objectives was always um through seduction, I think. Not always, mm -hmm. of course. Not always. And there are many examples. But um, I think, yeah, it's it's uh, um, it's probably uh, empower empowering <laughs> empowering to watch, yeah, to watch a female character that is uh, exactly like you said, so 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 free and 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 yeah, and, and and she she knows how to get what she wants, and she's going straight to that point. Um, I understand I that you um. I mean, I never know if if, if things you read are, are are true or not true, but this seems fairly factual. That that you set up your own. It was described in the piece I read uh, as a feminist production company. Um, if that's the case, then I wondered if it was uh, inspired by the fact that, um, you know, that the sort of Reese Witherspoon story that you told there and and the fact that there were so few parts uh, like Andrea um, out there for a female actress. I think that now, now there are more and more, and this is really great, but because also a lot of people in the industry, um, and mostly women, I think, but uh, not only, they're really um, making it possible and, and creating uh, some, you know, like uh, in France, you have a, um, how could I say, an association called 5050 in the cinema, who's really working uh, very hard to, uh, to make cinema more uh, equalitarian. Uh, even in the in on, on the shoots, like for example, if you if you have a if you have a filming crew uh, composed as uh, of uh, as many women as men, then you have I think thirty percent of your budget upgraded. So so there there's there's really something um, very active on that perspective. And regarding the production company, it's uh, more documentaries. Um, and recently, uh, <laughs> the, the last thing that was produced by the company is, is it's a very simple thing. It's an interview and it's a, a journalist, a false journalist who's interviewing some very high uh, bosses of big uh, enterprises. And, um, and she's asking the questions that women bosses get all the time, like, so what is your morning routine? Uh, or <laughs> how, is it, how is it to raise a child and to, to be where you are? Uh, do you feel like an imposter? Um, do you feel like an example? <laughs> and, and, and the reactions of, 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 of the men uh, is really, really hilarious because they're, they're, they're speechless and they're like, what? <laughs> Um, so anyway, this is so a that, great idea for a show. Um, yeah. I, I also wondered, I talked to, I don't know if you know, but Robert Lindsay, uh, the British actor the other day, and he became, you know, hugely famous here in the UK uh, for playing this character called Wolfie in Citizen Smith, who gives this power to the people salute all the time. And everywhere he went, people were giving this salute. And this is in, in, in sort of you know, early days of his career. And in the end, he gave up playing the character because it was just, he just felt it was too much because I think television brings you into people's 
living rooms. So they feel incredibly familiar with you in a way that perhaps film, because you're giant and far removed, doesn't have the same impact. I, I wondered if you'd found it difficult again. You know, we've talked about the, the global success of, of Call My Agent, but that, you know, that sort of recognition factor everywhere you go must get a little bit tiresome. No, it's not. Honestly, it's not. First of all, it's not that, that I don't feel it as strongly as you depict it. Um, I can completely walk in the streets of London and, and nobody talks to me. Astonishing. <laughs> and, uh, you must yeah, walk around our office a bit more. <laughs> okay. No, but, uh, and then, you know, last time I was just uh, in, in Notting Hill and just buying some food and then the girl at, at the at the desk, she recognized me, but not her not her colleague. And so she said, "Oh, you're in Killing Eve." And then the colleague was like, "Oh, what's that?" And then we just started about talking about Killing Eve. And then he was like, "Oh, and what would you do?" And I'm like, "I'm an assassin." And he was like, "Oh, oh so you're gonna kill me if your carrot doesn't work?" Ha ha ha. And that was, you know, and that was sweet and nice, and 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 that's it, you know. No, so everything is. Um, yeah, everything is, is quite is quite cool. But I think also now because of TV, because of the multiplicity of series of shows, um, I think that maybe maybe movie star, as you said, they were giant, but also there were there was something much more unique. And night seems like it's more common, and mm -hmm. because there, there are so many, you know, now so many people, so many shows, so many actors, so many. That maybe and, and and I think also that the social media has changed a little bit because now the actors are, are just taking their, their photos in their home and and you have access to their intimacy or to their private life. So there's I guess there's something a bit different probably about so less mysterious, now. less elevated, yeah. perhaps. That's a really interesting thought. Um not many. I mean there are uh, you know some huge global French stars, but uh, not so many, relatively speaking, I would say, French actors make that transition to global stardom. And I think maybe it's partly down to, you know, uh, uh, having strong French accents. I mean, there, there are lots of series that I've watched where you've had the French characters speaking English. And Call My Agent was an example. But uh, and, and you sort of think, oh, you don't sound at all as particularly it happens with men. I think you don't sound nearly as masculine when you speak in English, which is a terrible <laughs> thing to say. Um, but but, but I, I believe that you're... Your English is is actually so good that some producers tell you to put on more of a French accent when you play a French ca character in an English production. Is that true? Have you been told to do that? Well, I remember that in Stillwater, I, I said to Tom, "Oh, um, I'd like to work on my accent and make it better." And then and he was like, "No, no, 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 don't, please, keep, keep, keep your accent as it is." So, um, and then then I remember on Killing Eve, it was it wasn't that. I mean. Now I'm on stage on the with the the handmade 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 tales, sorry, and um, I, I think it's something to speak. And then and then and then when you start acting, depending on how it's written and everything, it's it, it's quite different to to you know because having the accent is not natural. So this is something I'm I'm you know I'm uh, I've decided. So it's something on the top of creating a character. So I think it's it's. Um, yeah, there's a, it's a long journey and I'm not done yet with it. Well, um, let's hear a little bit more about you because one of the reasons, of course, that that that, that you have such a great um, uh, control of the English language is because, as you said, 
you are a native Parisian, but you actually moved to London age 12. I, I wondered how that experience was for you because it, it's such a difficult age, isn't it? You know, you're just about to step into your teens and suddenly you find yourself in an alien culture and, and heaven knows, uh, you know, Britain is, is quite an alien culture from France. <laughs> Britain is an alien uh, everywhere. <laughs> no, but I, no, but I love you know I love I love your country so much and I love you people so much. That's I mean that's that's very general to say that, but I I, I really mean it. And I'm so happy that I keep coming back, and I'm so excited to to to, to have the opportunity to be working with with the British television and 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 and, and movie and now on, on on stage i think it's it's i don't know if it's because i spent those years which are very fundamental years uh teenager teenagehood but um yeah I, i'm really really sensitive to the to the british humor to to the british acting to the yeah and to the to the british way of life and i think it's funny because i feel very latin too but um but I feel yeah, I feel I feel at home here. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Camille, you were talking about Killing Eve. So uh, let's continue that conversation uh, for a moment because as a, as a heterosexually married mother of two, to play one lesbian might seem adventurous casting, as happened with Call My Agent, but to do so again uh, in Killing Eve seems to be slightly hogging the market. Um, and I wonder uh, whether you agree with the argument uh, that actors should be able to play 
any character or, or and why is it do you think that that that, that you know twice they've come yeah. calling for you to do something similar but I think we're not finished <laughs> this was not my last word as a lesbian I think but um no I I, I think um it's complicated because uh there's a need for representation uh and there's a need for representation in in first in the writing and then in of course in the in the acting and um it's difficult to talk for, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a heterosexual so far. <laughs> and, uh, but I think all I can say is that I, I, it would have been terrible if I couldn't have had the opportunity to, to, to do that character because I really felt like I met her in a very profound way. Um, so, you I mean, know what I mean? Because I, I, I do. I, I just think it's an interesting topic because, as you say, there is, uh, you know, a big discussion around representation and Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci starred in that film, Tucci, uh, and, and you know, got a little bit of um, criticism for the fact that, you know, here you had two heterosexual lead characters playing a gay couple. Um, but then, you know, there's the other argument, I suppose, that, that, that art is about imagination and, and, and so is acting, so is writing, you know, and if you can't imagine yourself as anything other than what you are, yeah. then, then you're not an actor yeah. or a writer or, you know. Yeah, and I think, I think also it, it, it en enables you to, to discover <laughs> more of yourself um, and, and to be what you could have been or had life been different or, but it's, 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 it's a complicated thing because um, I think it, it's just the question of what I loved about Andrea is that she was not defined by her sexuality and her sexuality was not an issue. And that's the thing that was modern, I think, but listening to the community, to the lesbians or what they liked about that character is that, uh, she was 100%, well, they, they hated when, when finally she had sex with Isham because they said, oh, we had trail. a final. Yeah, yeah. They were like, we had finally a character, a lesbian character, 100%. I mean, not 100%, just lesbian. And, uh, and, and, and she's a winner. She's not like the, 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 the scary woman, a weird girl, a gothic. And, you know, <laughs> she's, she's a woman. She's empowered. She's, she has success and she has confidence and everybody accepts her sexuality. And she's so, so it, it was great that, that she was not defined. The problem with her was the fact that she couldn't be faithful or that she couldn't be loyal or that she couldn't, you know, uh, be into a relationship. The question was not whether or not she should not be with women and be with men. Um, mm. That was absolutely not the question. So uh, so that was something that, I, that was really enjoyable, I think, about that representation of her, her sexuality. I've got two more projects that I want to ask you about before I let you go, because uh, you've got two amazing things coming up. You're, you're starring in the upcoming biopic, which I can't wait to see, Golda, as Luke Hadda, secretary and assistant to the Israeli Prime Minister Golda Meir, who's, who's played by Helen Mirren. Uh, it's a fascinating story. I mean, she was such an incredible uh, power on the political stage, Golda Meir. Uh, tell me a little bit about the movie. Well, the movie is, is really about how 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 they got surprised uh by the the Kippur war and um and and how she 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 found herself in a position of a chief of war and which is something that she hadn't been trained for 
and how she reacted and the decisions that she had to take uh, facing just the male government. Uh, like President having... Zelensky, I suppose, at the moment in terms of not being, not being uh, you know, set up to deal with a war, but, but yes, performing exactly. rather brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Except that she was, oh my God, I think she was 80 and she was having wow. cancer. So at night she was going to the hospital to have radiotherapy because she didn't want the people to know that she had cancer because they would panic. So she was dealing with that. Uh, and then she was judged for that war because they weren't prepared. And we understand that it's because there had been a, a problem. It's a pure technical problem for the, for the, for the radios, um, uh, the system. Uh, but anyway, so she hadn't been prepare, prepared, so they lost, I don't know, 2,000 men or, or more, and, and, and which was huge for Israel at the time. Well, I, I can't wait to see it. And um, if we need to see you sooner, which we do, then I think you're <laughs> just about to. I think it might have been uh, delayed by COVID for a couple of days, but I know that you're you're back in London to, to play this non-singing role in English National Opera's new stage version of The Handmaid's Tale. Um, are you excited to be back on stage, sad that it's been delayed, I think, just by a couple of days by COVID? To, and, 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 you know, tell me a little bit about it. Oh yeah, well, you know, it's 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 incredible to have the opportunity to to be in um in the in the English National Opera. Um I think the opera, like every theatre, has really suffered uh enormously during the last two years. And uh and it's wonderful to to have the audience back and to be together and celebrating the live show. Uh, it's free for anybody under 21 um so you can you know i don't know if you have kids but <laughs> not um, only not only camille do i have kids but i've got a 17 year old daughter who's doing the handmaid's tale for her a levels this summer so i no. have got tickets to see you yes oh yeah so you're coming definitely oh wow well i don't know but if you knew that that it was free for her <laughs> maybe you didn't i don't know uh, but it's 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 a way because they really want to uh, have more young people coming to the opera and make really uh, make it more democratic and 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 and, uh, and, and give more access a wider access to culture. Um, and the director Annelise, she's the first female artistic director in the history of the English National Opera, and this is her first her first staging since she's been appointed director um so and this is a very feminist piece of course and it's also very moving and and powerful because of what's happening at the moment um well democracy can be threatened uh is always threatened and 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 um so this is this is really a very very strong uh, piece, and and I'm 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 delighted to to have been invited to to join the production, really. So do you think, uh, alongside the very strong feminist message, which I suppose we're all aware of with that piece, it also has a lot to say about the situation at the moment with with Russia's uh, aggression and so on, because it it talks yeah. about threatening democracy as we know it. Yes, yes, and how I mean it's. It's a bit different in, in, in the hands made tale because it's 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 a country itself turning against itself, you know, um, resulting of famine and then 
a nuclear incident um, that then brings famine, then the birth rate plunges, and then, you know, uh, the, con- the president is assassinated and everything goes so fast. But this is what's very scary is that, yes, everything can just turn upside down and you can lose your basic freedom and what you thought was just, you know, your, your, your pure rights can just disappear in a minute. And, and, and of course, what's happening now, it's, it, it's just, you know, it's, uh, it's difficult to, to, to talk about it because it's, it's atrocity and horror. It's just pure horror. And yeah. In that situation, I don't know, I understand. In that situation, how do you think art can be a useful tool, if you will, to to help our understanding? No, I wish I could say, well, it, it really... Oh, it's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a sentence, uh, a quote, saying that if you don't know, if you forget about history, this is how it happens again. It keeps repeating itself. But um, I think art, awakens your your conscience but now what what could ukrainian have done to you know to it's just now you see that i think it helps probably defending against yourself against manipulation and being manipulated by a power by a government or it just the less you know the the the, the more you can be manipulated and used mm. So I guess art is a way of, of yes, of being conscious and, and, and stand for, for, for your rights and for the rights of, of, of the others, you know. Um, well, I think as well what you're saying is it doesn't protect you from bombs and atrocities. Absolutely. No, 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 it mm. doesn't. It doesn't, but I don't know. It's, it's so complicated, but, you know, my, my, bro- my stepbrother is, is Russian and, and this is terrible because he's, he's, he's living in in France and this is like the shame of being, of being Russian and I mean how, how are the Russian manipulated what, what, what do they know what do they understand what do they believe you know so that's the question you know also Thanks for listening to Mariella Meets with me, Mariella Frostrup. There'll be more from the podcast next week, so make sure to download the free Times Radio app to never miss an episode. And don't forget, you can catch the live edition of my program every Monday to Thursday, 1 till 4 on Times Radio. Catch you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.